It's on. We're on? We're going. You keep surprising me with these dang things. Huh? Just <laughs> hit the record button. Whatever Three, two, happens. Go. Whatever happens, happens. I like it. Uh, well, you're all, uh, well, not yours. Huh? But Golden State pulling it off. Golden State pulled it off. They did it. I mean, I figured they were going to. They were gonna win. I mean, I was hoping my Celtics were gonna win, but, miracle. but they're they're pretty dang good right now. Yeah. For me, and they're was, just hot at the right time. Yeah. Too, For me, it was weird. Like I kind of kept up with the, the NBA playoffs. Like from like the first and second round. Is it is it two rounds in the conference champion? Like the uh, the, the the conference championships? Uh, I think so. I think so. so like first and second round, round, I was kind of like into it, finals. and then I kind of fell off during the conference championships, and then I didn't really even watch that much of the finals. Oh, the finals, really? Yeah. <laughs> so you watched the I beginning just, of it. Yeah, it, it kind of fell off. <laughs> uh, I've been getting more into the, the college baseball thing right now the past, like, few weeks just because baseball is just Is too it World weeks. Series right now? Yeah, what? it's the College World Series okay. right now. Uh, but, I mean, baseball is just kind of – I don't really get into Major League Baseball that much. Um, I like college. I just like college sports in general, but it's just too many games to keep track of in baseball. Mm-hmm. Like when they're playing, you know, 80 games in a season, 60 games in a season, it's just too many it's, games. It's a lot. And so uh, I normally only keep up. I'll kind of like maybe like peek in every so often, like every few weeks when college base is going on. But when they go into like actual regionals and super regionals, that's, and when, then the college, that's when I actually start watching, watching it on a more actually like extended basis and actually following what's going on. A little bit okay. More. See, I never really got into like, I mean, I say that. I mean, I watched it when I was in, like, high school and stuff. Just because, like, everybody in the schools watched well, the World Series. Well, that's right? how, like, I sort of, like, I would always get into it. It's always around my birthday. Mm-hmm. Um, and so, during the summer, like, I was always real big into baseball when I was a kid, like, in elementary school and middle school. And so, I just really liked it as a kid growing up. And so, and then high school, I don't really remember getting, really watching all that much in high school. But then, as I've gotten a little older, I've kind of gotten back into, gotten back into it. it. Like this, like this is the only time of the year I really keep up with it for about a month, you know, month and a half is where I kind of keep up with college baseball during that time frame. But then after that, I don't really. And watch I remember watching college World Series. I mean, it's always like tight, like super, super exciting, like super fun to watch. Mm-hmm. I guess, but I just, I don't know. I never really followed it. After Baseball's that. a slow sport. Um, I like going to the games. I yeah. mean, everybody says that, but like I do enjoy going it, to. It's a, a slow sport. Game. It's it's more like a. Uh, it's definitely more uh, like a methodical sport, mm-hmm. kind of like golf to a degree. It's you know, like in my you have opinion, to like think huh? and there's thought processes into it. Yeah, it's like this. Str- it's it's kind of like a chess match yeah. to a degree. Um, it's a little bit more like a skill sport um, compared to like you know basketball or football, where it's definitely more of an athleticism sport. Mm-hmm. Like you have to be you have to be athletic to play the sport, yeah. right? Like because you can have some baseball players that aren't necessarily great athletes that can be like good pitchers or you know whatever maybe like there's a position that you can kind of maybe excel at if you're not the most athlete like yeah in athlete. baseball you can to a degree um and so that at least because it's, it's just like it's a very slow moving sport overall right it's not a very fast sport like basketball or football where you know things are constantly happening or soccer or whatever maybe yeah so it's just a little bit different but um but you kind of start to enjoy that aspect of it as you get more into it, at least for me, but some people are just like, I just can't do it. I can't, I can't do it. it. See, that's kind of like Sydney, but like at the same time, like I enjoy watching it and I can sit down and like, if we have a bunch of people and like they're watching the game, like I can get into that game and get hyped up about it. Yeah. But like, I can't just like, I'm not going to go home and turn baseball on. Yes. Yeah. So, but anyways, uh, what's, what's kind of the main topic for today? Kevin? Uh, I believe we're talking about how to build an engine. More so, of an engine, I guess. Yeah, how to, how to, pretty, or, it's summertime, so I guess this is probably when everybody's kind of like trying to get shredded and kind of like trying to build that engine, so I think this would be a good topic. And so I guess it just depends on, I mean, there's a lot of ways we can go about doing, we can go like in very detail and like 
and, and it's it's very dependent on where a particular person is in their their lifestyle or like life cycle of their training and like what their particular goals are. You know, and usually for the most part, people are like, well, you know, how do I get better in the workouts? Right? Uh-huh. How do I not have to like feel like I'm breathing through a straw as I'm? How do I not walk during a run? Yeah, how do I not walk yeah. in runs or, or you know, how do I hold a faster pace on the bike or on the rower or whatever it may be, right? Um, and so we've done stuff like this, you know, for you when you were kind of getting ready to compete and mm-hmm. stuff like that for your surgeries and everything else. And I think a lot of people, the the initial go-to is to like want to do like more wads, so to speak, I think is like the initial. Like workouts? Yeah, like yeah. more wads. Um to get better at someone's called CrossFit because they see a lot of like, I feel like at, that's like competitors. Yeah. Which, you know, I fell into that pitfall as well when I was younger in the CrossFit, right? You just think like, okay, I want to do more workouts. Yeah. And that's what's going to get me better at, you know, CrossFit, whatever. And, and, and to a degree, I guess there's a small truth to that to a degree. Um, but for the majority of the public, it's not necessarily the case. And they see like, you know, they see like these games athletes who are doing these three workouts in a day and, and mm-hmm. things like that, right? Um, but for the most part, like those guys aren't, that's not like the bulk of their training is yeah. like, like just multiple workouts, right? They're getting more compared, like prepared for an actual competition where they're getting bo- their body more acclimated to doing multiple, like cross style workouts in a day, so to speak. Right. But that's not, that's not what they're doing. The bulk of how they build their endurance training endurance. throughout most of the year. I think about it as like a lot is like sharpening your knife. And then like a, it's kind of like your conditioning, like your injury would kind of be like your base, right? Mm-hmm. And then from there, like your workouts are kind of like how you kind of like fine tune it, I guess. And yeah. like you kind of learn more about yourself yeah. um, and strategic, strategery. Yeah. Um, but like your running and your engine, I think that plays, in my yeah. opinion, a bigger role. Yes. Yeah. And now we're talking more specifically like the actual capacity to like breathe better overall like mm-hmm. most people think about my improving my conditioning now that doesn't necessarily and it, it can't to a degree but it doesn't correlate like let's say maybe like man I, like my leg endurance sucks like uh-huh. anything with high volume squats i just i break down or like for me like my shoulder endurance is just horrible right like how can i improve my shoulder endurance or you know i can't seem to hold onto a barbell for very long right like we're doing like you know a bunch of power cleans right i can't uh, seem to, you know, stay like on top of the barbell, keep it moving. Like how do I improve upon that? Like those are different kind of conversations to have mm-hmm. where that's a little bit more specific to one general thing that necessarily is maybe a weakness for you as a person. But if we're talking like, Hey, like we're looking to overall just build a better general endurance base, you know, what do we need to do to do that? I guess that's, that's yeah, kind of I more the general, word. I think that's more like the general topic of the conversation. If we're, cause if, if you fall into one of those boats of like leg endurance, shoulder endurance, pulling endurance, whatever it may be, then that training structure looks a little bit different. Yeah. Right. I still think you could probably still improve by having a better cardiovascular help in general, like yeah. better capacity in that retrospect, just to be able to breathe better in general. I mean, think about anybody who, you know, you, if you're able to jump on the bar with a heart rate of, you know, 80 beats per minute or 120 beats per minute, Compared to if you're going to work out at 160, 170 beats per minute, that's going to feel a lot easier yeah. compared to if I have an extremely high heart rate, right? And that comes from having a better engine. But when it comes to like muscular endurance per se, that isn't necessarily going to correlate to one and one, mm-hmm. right? Just because I now have a better engine, that means all of a sudden now my hands and push-ups are going to be that much be better. Be that much better, right? Right. And so uh, 
the, the, the easiest way to go about, I guess, saying like how to improve, it's just kind of like to a degree, it's kind of like strength training where let's say for instance, I want to get better at back squatting, right? I want to get stronger at back squatting, right? For most people, depending on how advanced an athlete you are, but for the general public, right? It's about obviously the intensity slash volume, which you're incorporating on a weekly basis, mm -hmm. right? So let's say maybe I start off with, you know, three sets of six at 70%, right? So then from there, I can linear progress that over a period of time where, you know, the next week I do the same volume at three sets of six by increasing intensity by increase increasing the, the reps yeah, or increasing right. the, the weight, you know, or be the same thing where I keep the same weight but increase the volume. So either doing more sets or Some more sort reps. Of like progressive like overload. Progressive right. overload over a period of time where I'm, I'm gradually like, or if I'm doing pull-ups where let's say I'm doing it with a, let's say I'm doing some green, like, a band of pull-ups, right? I'm doing a green band, I'm doing three sets of eight. Well, I could either A, decrease that, that band resistance down, do three sets of eight again. So technically I'm increasing the intensity of the sets. I could increase the volume of sets and keep the same band. So I could do, set, do three sets of eight, I could do four sets of eight, or I could do three sets of 10 with the same band, right? I'm, I'm changing the variable to in, induce some type of stimulus to improve, to get stronger. So the same principle can be applied to cardiovascular conditioning, so to speak. Okay, now I think also to a degree people think when it comes to conditioning, that means that like your conditioning pieces have to be like these full on effort, like sprint pieces every single yeah. time you must be, and you have to be like hurting to improve. And that isn't necessarily the case either, Yeah. right? Like you can actually see, and it's kind of the same thing with strength training, like they've even came out with Sam showing like, if you have two individuals who one trains to just sub failure, mm -hmm. right? Well, maybe they leave like two to three reps left in reserve and somebody who trains to absolute failure all the time that the person training to just under sub failure can actually see more progress than somebody who's always trained to failure, to failure. right? Like training to failure is a tool, a tool bag, but it shouldn't be used all the time. Same thing when it comes to your conditioning where you shouldn't, there are some times where you want to, blast a set right where you're like oh my god like fall on the ground like that was there's nothing left to have in the gas tank for that particular set on my say i'm doing bike sprints right but majority of your conditioning training should probably be done at just sub maximal efforts right that's like how a majority of it's probably like that zone two right yeah like you're spending a majority of your time building that engine in like that zone two range zone two you're zone spending three. like 15 to 30 yeah, minutes. even zone ones and even zone one and like you're just sitting there and you're just be getting comfortable yeah, much, right. Now, if you don't know what that means, but so zones are meaning basically based off your percentage of heart rate. Two, four, uh, four or five. Yeah, I can't remember. Um, and so it's based off percentage of your heart rate. So, where you're training at a particular heart rate is a particular zone, right? Mm -hmm. So, like, the the simple mathematical equation is you take two twenty minus your age, and that is by the textbook your max heart rate. Mm -hmm. That isn't one hundred percent accurate, no. but it gets you in the ballpark. Right, like somebody. Who's, an idea. Somebody who's eighteen and somebody who's eighty-eight can't have the same max heart rates, right? But so their general zones of what they're training in would be two different things, right? And so that's what we're kind of referring to when it comes to like zone training per se. So now, if we're talking like trying to improve in a particular particular thing, like like an engine, right? It has to be a structured program. Now, I could go out and do some randomized cardiovascular conditioning, right? And to burn some calories mm -hmm. and just get a sweat in, right? And that might to- You might get a little bit. I might be, I might be, I might be a little bit to yeah. improve my conditioning to a degree, right? But 
you're kind of doing like general strength training. But I just do like, oh, I'm just going to do some strength training here, do some curls, I'll do some pull-ups. You'll probably always be strong, squats. but you probably won't ever be the strongest. Right. right. Like I'm not going to see like that linear progression if I had a little bit more of a structure. And I got a phone call. So. And we're back. <laughs> so that knocked us offline for a second. So kind of getting back on the topic of like actually having a structured program, right, where cardiovascular conditioning can be kind of very boring. Mm-hmm. Um, it's not fun. It's not necessarily the funnest thing. You have to have like a really something that's an itch that somebody you really want to improve upon, right? So I don't think most people listening to this are going to be like, yeah, that's the thing I want to do. But it puts at least maybe like that seed in your head to say, okay, if that's in the future, I kind of have an idea of how to go about attacking it. Um, So let's say, you know, even though it's a horrible time of year to try to improve on your body. (laughs) This is probably the worst time of year to do (laughs) Like, oh God, uh, with the heat. Uh, so let's say for instance, you know, we're, we're trying to improve upon our, uh, let's say, let's say maybe the, our mile is something that we're mm-hmm. looking to improve, right? Let's say like, that's a general thing, right? So we might do something to where, let's say your mile is an eight minute pace. Like it's your eight minute mile, right? So you're running roughly two minute, four hundreds, right? So we maybe start off with something of, and depending on where, where you're, Total volume is in a week. All those things are principles. Mm-hmm. But let's say somebody has an okay training base. They run a little bit here and there, but they're really trying to specifically improve upon their mile. Where, you know, one day a week might be a little bit more speed base, where it's like, okay, we're going to go six sets of 200 meters at minus five seconds of your mile pace, right? Mm-hmm. So if they're doing a two minute 400 meter at mile pace, they're now going to do six sets of a five, four meter run at a 155 pace or with a two minute rest between each one, mm-hmm. right? So they're doing their, at a, to the degree they're going at a more maximal effort than they would be their mile, but the distance, the sure, volume right. is way shorter, yeah. right? So we're, so we're, you can sustain. So we're showing them, like they're, they're teaching the body at a higher tempo pace, with a little bit more, a little bit more volume maybe otherwise they're used to. And then from there we could do a little bit maybe more volume based days where we're running a little bit longer distances of like, maybe say we're doing 800 meter repeats and we're doing five sets of 800 meter repeats at mile pace, but plus 10 seconds, mm-hmm. right? So now we're just trying to accumulate more volume of running on the feet and building the general cardiovascular conditioning piece of that. Uh, and the same rules can be applied to, you know, rowing or biking. The bike is a little bit different in the way of a, like the assault bike, right? Compared to like, if we were just doing general biking. Your bicycle on the road, right? That's a little bit different, right? And we're talking, now we're talking about general conditioning. This is definitely more in reference to CrossFit, CrossFit per se. Yeah. I'm not necessarily referencing to somebody who's trying to do like an Ironman or a marathon, marathon or things like that. That's not, like a 10K or yeah, that's, that's not right. what we're trying to refer to. We're definitely more referring to in the preference of the CrossFit space. Mm-hmm. And same thing if I was doing, let's say, uh, like a row, right? Let's base off your 2K pace. I'm gonna be doing 500 meter repeats at my 2K pace. It, and I could be starting off with, let's say maybe my first sessions are eight sets of 500 meter rows with a, two, with a 60 second rest between each one at my 2K pace plus two seconds, mm-hmm. right? The next week it could be 10 sets at 2K pace plus two seconds again, but I'm increasing the volume of that session right from eight sets to 10 sets. Or, and then I would go back maybe the next week and go back down to eight sets, but then now I'm at my 2K pace. Mm-hmm. And then I do that for another week and I go below 2K pace, right? So there's a general progression there's always going to be some sort of progression. General progression right? to that, right? Like, I think the biggest common fault we see with people when it comes to strength training or conditioning training is this notion of constantly changing the things up where, 
you know, let's say I'm just like, oh, I want to improve my engine. And I'm you know, like, today I'll run. I want to go run three miles. And, you know, tomorrow we'll all get on the road and hop on there and yeah. do 15 minutes on the road. Or the next day I'll hop on the biker and I'll do, you know, 20 minutes on the biker, whatever it may be. Uh, and there's no rhyme or reason to it other than the fact that I'm just going to get on there. I'm going to breathe a little bit. I'm going to sweat. And could you see some marginal gains from doing that? Yeah, sure. probably. But if you're looking to accelerate that progress and actually have it, you have to have some type of linear progression to the training that you're doing, mm-hmm. right? Like, and that to a degree can be boring, right? There's a reason why people kind of do the other variation because it changes things up more regularly. And if that's something that is more uh, something that's you're wanting to do, then that's what you should be doing, right? Yeah. That keeps you coming back in the gym because you're constantly changing up what you're doing. And that's fine. You're just like, oh, like I'd like to get a little better at my breathing, but also I just want to – like this makes it fun and interesting for me. Then that's fine too. That's something that you can do. But if your pure goal is to improve upon your engine base, it has to be some type of linear progression to what you're doing. Yeah. Right? Like you just can't go on the just blind run an 800 every single day. Yeah. Better, right? Exactly. It's like – yeah, exactly. It's like basically saying, okay, I'm going to go – After each workout, I'm going to go run 800 meters. Yeah. I'm, yeah. I'm like I'm going I'm to go run a mile. Yeah. Right? And like – and see if my mile time improves. Well, maybe it can improve slightly, but if you're always running the same distance at the same intensity, your body has no reason to change. It's, it's going to adapt to the yeah. same. It's like doing a bicep curl with a 45-pound barbell for 10 reps every single day, and then six months on the road, like, why is my bicep curl not improving? Yeah. I'm all, but because you're doing the same thing over and over and over again, expecting a different result, you have to either A, layer in more volume to that, so you either have to run longer distance at the same intensity, or B, you run the same distance with more intensity, yeah. you know, to see some type it's of improvement, right? And, like, and that's a very broad stroke, but we're trying to, trying to know, give y'all like a, a the very idea, simplistic right? way of going about doing what you're training, right? And that can get you a very, very long ways. It's not only to where maybe you've done, you know, years and years and years of this stuff that maybe you need a little bit more of somebody who's more of an expert in the field to say, okay, well, here are some different training protocols to help bust through some plateaus. But until you've gotten on a regimented program for a couple of years, there's really no need to dive into that. But I think with, in the world of social media, right? Like a lot of times you see the people who get the follows are the people who are a little bit more on the top of the sport, yeah. right? So they'll see some things that they're doing, like, okay, well, that's what I need to be doing. Well, we also have to think like, we're giving you a general idea. Most people at the top of the sport have a program specialized for that single person. Yeah, for right? that Like person. that is for that athlete, that isn't necessarily for every other athlete. But they're, in the world, right? but they're also in a very, very advanced stages of their and training. Very, that's very, they've done right? a lot of training. To together, reach right? that pinnacle of, a, of an area, right? Like you're in advanced training yeah. compared to most people who are, you know, intermediate to beginner style trainees, right? You're not in the advanced stages mm-hmm. of training. And so those protocols look a lot different compared to somebody who's in the moderate or beginner stages of training, right? Especially if you're somebody who's never dedicated themselves to one, like, especially something like that, like, I want to prove upon my engine, right? You just kind of been doing general class programming, which is great, like, and that still gets you a good little ways, right? But the same way you're doing it for a few years and you're like, okay, well, I want to take this a little bit further and take it to the next stage, then this is something that would have to be included into your program mm-hmm. to do. Um, and now after so long, yeah, then you'd have more specialized things like that. Like when it comes to like strength training, you know, 
becomes like drop sets and cluster sets mm -hmm. and uh, all these different factors. After you've done almost everything, yeah. you've got to start kind of switching it Well, up. it's like kind of like, like you see in somebody like, you know, Matt Frazier who's doing these different drop sets with bands and things like mm -hmm. that. And you're like, oh man, it looks really cool. And you've never really back squatted before. Yeah. Like, is that going to be advantageous for you to do that? You might want to learn. No, just back like, squat, let's right? just like back squat yeah. and like get a base of back squatting first of like doing like sets of like five to 10 reps for like three or four sets and doing that for months and months and months and you're not getting a, building a general base. And then, you know, we can start focusing on layering more intensity over time, more volume time, but still very basic things. And then down the road, we're like, okay, now we can start focusing on like wave loadings and drop and sets like and that. things of that nature. But that's not to way further down the road, but doing that. But I think we, as a society, like I said, we see the top guys in the sports and what they're doing. And we think that's what we should be doing when in essence, that's not what got that athlete to the position to they are today, right? right? Yeah. Like, yes, that's what's going to help advance them further in their current training cycle. But that's not what got them to that cycle mm -hmm. to start off with. And I think sometimes we can fall into that trap of doing that because that's what gets the clicks and the views and things like that. And so people, because it's sexy and it's cool looking. Nobody's like, oh, great. Let me hop on this rower for eight right. sets and be on this, be on my ass this rower 20, yeah. 30 minutes at a time and, and do this 500 meter repeats with two minute rest. And like, nobody, that's not cool. Looking. Yeah. I mean, you know, that's not you're fun. sitting in a corner. Like, it's not, it's, it's not, not fun. fun. It's, it's not really fun. not. You could watch somebody do it and you can definitely say it's not fun. Hell no. Right? It's, it's boring shit. It is, it is some of the, I mean, unless, like I said, unless that is just like you live and breathe, like that is what you do. Mm -hmm. That is probably not something that I want to go do. Yeah. At least me. Yeah. So, I mean, if you're probably <laughs> listening to this, you're kind of like, well, never mind. I don't want to do any of that. And that's fine. Like, we're just, we're, if this is a question that you've maybe thought of before or something that you've maybe think about doing, like I tell my nutrition people this all the time, it's like my job as the coach is to give you the the barriers and the parameters to get to a certain spot that you're telling me that you want to go. Mm -hmm. And it's your call if you want to do the work. I'm going to give you the map to the but we have, right? But yeah, we have to have the honest conversation of what it's going to take for you to get there. Mm -hmm. right? Like, and, it's, and if you don't want to, that's, that's fine. fine. But if you do, then this is what's going to take for you to do. Yeah. And like only you can choose to make if you want to do that work or not. And same concept with this is, you know, if you're looking to build a bigger engine, you know, there are some other factors as well, like, you know, training, you know, like uh, your lifestyle choices and whatnot, right? If you're somebody who, you know, drinks and smokes on a regular basis, right? Like that would be something that, yeah, like very simply, like cutting that stuff out could probably increase your cardiovascular condition. Yeah. You'd probably feel better in workouts and have better Just times. <laughs> or if you slept more, if you took care of nutrition, all these are very other factors that, yes, that could definitely improve, right? Which that's the things that you should probably should focus on first anyways. Mm -hmm. So let's kind of like get that out the way and probably start off with that. We're out, you know, however long we're into the podcast now. But if you've taken care of all the other stuff and now you're like, okay, well, as much as I've done like in my lifestyle and my training here, you know, I pretty much have maxed out my potential of my cardiovascular conditioning. What's the next stage for me to prove this is what I have to do. Mm -hmm. This is what we have to do. And it's something that if you want a little bit more like, hey, specified, like, hey, that's okay, listening to this, this is definitely something I would like to do, you know, um, but I want somebody to help me out with that. Obviously, me or you mm -hmm. can, can do a structured program for that. But like I said, our job is to say, hey, this is what you're, this is what it's going to take. We'll give, you, we'll, we'll give you the stuff to get it done. Yeah, um, this that's is like, thing, sure. This but. is stuff that's going to take for you to do it. And like, if you're like, okay, cool. Like, I think I'm, I think I'm down for that. Like, I, I, I know that that's not necessarily the funnest thing in the world, but that's going to get me this result that I'm down to do it. And that was kind of like, like, like me go back like six months, eight months. Like it never was fun doing it, like doing all that yeah. stuff. 
But I'm not gonna lie, like seeing the benefits and actually seeing what happens following the program, yeah. that is what keeps you wanting to do it, I, I feel like. Well, and that's the kind of thing that you talked about before, because you were talking about, you know, one of the things that you're looking forward to when you get back in the training is getting back on X. You see other people doing X, you're like, damn it, I want to do that. Yeah, again. for sure. And once you once you see the results, right, that becomes addicting to a degree. That's, you want to see you more. You want that result. Like, yeah. you, you keep you keep trying to get that result, right? Yeah. Um, and so, like, you're going to keep going. You're going to keep doing that zone one, zone two work because you know the benefit that it's going to reap you in six yeah. weeks, right? Um, and so, like I said, like, it's, it's never necessarily fun doing it, but doing it and actually seeing how it works and seeing that your paces are getting faster and yeah. seeing that you you can hold a higher heart rate at, for mm -hmm. an 800 meter five times, yep. right? Um, that's what's cool about it. Yeah. Um, it's not necessarily like you going out there and running for 30 minutes. It's seeing what your body can actually accomplish, I feel like. Yeah. Well, I think that's with anything. I think a lot of people... And that's with strength. Like, you can put that to back squats, deadlifts, like yeah. anything. Like, I think a lot of people see... You know, a lot of times you only see the... The cool stuff. You see the you see the product of the results, right? Or you see the res, you were, is that the way? Yeah, you see like the final product, mm -hmm. right? Like you see the person winning, you see the person, you know, whatever maybe this person that you're seeing, you're like, okay, man, that's really really cool. I want to do that, right? And that's what you you have in your mind. Okay, that's what I want to do, but you're not thinking about all the work that progressing yeah, to get there, right? right? And a lot of times, a lot of, a lot of boring not stuff. not not fun, boring, like monotonous day after day grind that a lot of people don't really think about that allow this person to get this point in time uh and we can kind of lose track of that because we're so focused on the end product mm -hmm. um that you forget about all the work that leads up to that right but like the hardest part is doing it right and then once you see the final product and you're like holy shit that was awesome mm -hmm. and you, it you makes the benefits of it. Of pain, yeah, right? you're like, holy shit! Now, now I see the fruits of my labor. Yeah. Right now, I want more of that. Right, so now you almost get hungry for the work because you mm -hmm. know the in, the byproduct of what's going to happen. Right, and it's only a, and, and the people that, that see the byproduct of their actions like that are you have to to a degree. Even though yes, it does suck. There's also a piece of you that like enjoys it. it. You kind of start to enjoy the process yeah. of it, right? And that's the only way you can truly do it. Is you got like I tell people all the time, like for you to get better across it, you have to truly want it. You have to truly like it. Be be like yeah. that. Something's got like got to be like a fire in your belly to want to do, even though yeah, it's 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 so not. If you're just waking person. up one day and you decide to do it, odds are you're you're probably not going to want to be able to do it the whole time. Yeah. Right. Well, we just had a conversation with somebody earlier that you know she was saying you know okay well maybe I want to have six pack ass maybe that's my goal when it comes to nutrition, and you know, after kind of laying out the parameters of what that's maybe going to look like for mm -hmm. her, she was like, okay, maybe I don't want that. Yeah. And, yeah. and so that's another conversation though. Like, like if you're somebody that runs a, a six minute mile, I'm telling you right now, like you're going to have to run, like you're, mm -hmm. you're going to be somebody that you're going to have to kind of get super uncomfortable. You're going to be yeah. running these paces that are like sub six paces, right? Something yep. that you're not really used to doing. Um, and so, and like kind of you can bring it back to nutrition. Like if you want six, if you have four pack right now and you want a six pack, you're gonna have to get a little more extreme into it, right? Yeah, you get more, more diligent tracking, probably a little more core deficit than maybe you were used to before, mm -hmm. or whatever it may be. Um, but like we said, it's just, it's not it's not the right or wrong answer. It's just I think some people want something and then don't realize the work that's gonna be to put into it that's gonna have to happen, mm -hmm. right? They look at they want. They want the gain. They want the progress yesterday, and 
when you finally have to like have that sit down conversation of like, okay, this is X, Y, and Z for you to do this, to, to get this product that you're wanting to get. And the wheels start turning, they have to really start thinking about it like, okay, it's not that important to me actually. Yeah. Right, it sounds cool in theory, but when you put it on paper and you say, okay, this is what I'm gonna have to do, how often I have to do it, and that's not worth it to me. And that's cool. But our job as a coach is just to say, hey, this is what it's gonna have to be. And you ultimately have to make that call and, and take that first step on the road of one way or the other. Mm -hmm. So uh, so hopefully that maybe gave you an idea of you know, what that looks like. I said, if you guys have any more questions or after listening to this, you're like, okay, yeah, this is definitely something I wanna do. Definitely hit us up and we can we can help you out with the program, even give you some parameters that you go by. Uh, but maybe just give you a little idea, you know, maybe that's something that you want to do and if you want to work on, maybe give you a better, better understanding with it. So if not, we'll see you guys next time. Peace, love, and